So Spencer, someone yeah. told me that you were very interested in talking about Professor Tolkien's writing style. So interested. Caleb, why don't you tell me about it? Oh, well, you know what? I sure will, since this isn't the multi- like third time we tried to record this. Uh, there's no cat attacks right now. I was reading, I finally started one of those, uh, I forget who wrote, wrote those, but those books I got that are like talk about Lord of the Rings, yeah. there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, the one I started reading was The Hobbit. I was just perusing through it. I'm not so right. did you actually finish? Are you done with the trilogy now? No, I, I just started oh. the final book yesterday, actually. But before I did that, I just wanted to read a little bit about Hobbits, you know. And I found Tolkien's writing style is very unique in that this whole world he created, all these things and creatures and stuff, Like it started with the word hobbit he starts with the words because he, he loves words so much mm. so he was just like hobbit and it had like the meaning of hobbit which is like something to do with like a a hole digger somebody digging in holes or burrowing in holes and then he thought to himself oh well you know that's an interesting name hobbit because it's kind of and it came from like so there was like a whole chapter just based on like the root word of hobbit and then he broke down like uh they because it was like originally spelled different but what that means, and then what would a creature look like that was like that, mm-hmm. and then, you know, it, like, it was just so detailed, all the stuff that he went, like, Tolkien went into just from the word Hobbit, and I was just like, you really created, like, a whole universe out of just, like, certain words? You think he was a, one of those who was, like, a, you know, we were talking about the ward builders, you know? Yeah. And then, so do you think he just, he just created, like, this, you know, Middle Earth, and came up with all this stuff, and then came up with the story... That, you know, just like that fit, fit into that world. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Do you think that's how he did it? Like, do you know, was he a pantser or was he an outliner or do you? That I don't know. I would assume he was an outliner. You'd almost have to think with the detail and yeah. and all the, you know, all the different categories. Well, again, and... it all was really just the languages and the root words of everything that he cared about. And then he created everything off of that. So all the story and stuff that just came from that. So say like whatever elf meant or something. He would go into that and be like, okay, well, if it means this, then what kind of people would arise from that? And then he would build the world up from these words. And you know what makes that interesting is he's doing that over like a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. where like from what language was then to now yeah. is so interesting to like see if somebody tried to do something like that again, or just if you, like, you know what I mean? Just the, well, just even him, just him doing that, he, probably changed a lot of the definitions and, like, defining things of those words now. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's had a big... Well, you think of Hobbit, you think of Hobbits from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You don't think of what they meant before. And it was really interesting, too, because the way he went about this, it wasn't just like, okay, like, a Hobbit's this, and then you create a world off it. Like, Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo means certain thing. Baggins means certain things. And then you put them together, and that means, like, like, it broke down the whole character just from the definitions of the root words. That's what I thought. Like, so, like, hobbits, like, how they love tea and snacking and uh, doing all this stuff. It was just really interesting how he would put that together to create a character. Like, words created the characters, not, you know, just like, oh, this is my imagination. No, it was the words that built up the character. So, say, if Baggins meant, uh, I don't know, someone who loves tea, like, that's all of a sudden a character trait. And then, like, he was a burglar in the original Hobbit. Like, that's what they called him. And then he broke down the word burglar and what it means and the German root word. Like, it's just, like, all this crazy shit. I was like, I would, like, you'd be really smart to do that. The other thing, which I think makes Lord of the Rings one of the most original fantasies ever and maybe not even, cap- like, nobody would really come along and duplicate it, 
is that the way he wrote those stories, it was as if that world already existed and he was just telling you the history of that world. It's not him telling you a story for entertainment. He's telling you the history of this world as if he was the only one that saw it uh, or witnessed it or was like, you know, uh, like the watcher or something like Mm -hmm. he was just like there to witness the history of this universe. And then he wrote it down. Uh, So that's really like a unique take on how to do it. And then he like in interviews and stuff, somebody asked him a question. It's like, hey, you know, like, why do these certain characters in Middle Earth think like they're like, why is this their job in that world? And he'd be like, huh, that's interesting. I'll have to go and find out. Like, that would be his response. Like, he has to go and find out, like, you know, why do hobbits live in holes? Well, I have to go and find out. It's like, what? that's like a crazy way to go about writing a story. I'm sure there has to be some kind of, um, like, somebody's had to do some kind of story or something where they did, like, Tolkien actually, like, visiting like middle earth or something like yeah. somehow like almost like a you know like a western wardrobe kind of way like some kind of pool like you know and like that's how he was like writing all the things he was just like yeah it was like things he just actually saw and did yeah it's just it's so weird to think somebody wrote a story in that way especially yeah. the root words thing that's what really throws me is like you just came up well and with- he and he created like a whole genre too basically yeah pretty much i mean fantasy was around but not that kind like not the way lord of the rings is but like, could you imagine if somebody was like, hey, I want to write a story about a guy named Spencer. And you'd be like, well, what does Spencer mean? Well, Spencer is Nordic for a guy who masturbates a lot. Yeah. Well, that's going to be in the character of his whole species. They love masturbating. Mm-hmm. And what do people do who masturbate? They're sloth-like. That mm-hmm. means they sit on the couch a lot and they don't leave their home. So that means they're very homely. And maybe they live in caves because they're dark and they like that. And it just goes on from there. Like, what the fuck? Like, how do you do that with everything? Like, you did that with all of it. And I watched a video today. And make it to fit. Yeah, and make it, like, a good story, too. But I watched a video today of him, uh, of Tolkien. He was just kind of explaining language a little bit. And he was just writing, and I think it was Elfish. And, it, like, he just, like, looked like squiggles. like. But then there was, like, really intricate dots and everything. But he was saying, like, the words or the sounds as he was writing them, like we would do, like, doing, you know, just a normal alphabet. It was like he memor like he created this language and then memorized it and he could write it down. Like that's so crazy to me that somebody could do that just for what reason? Like because you read Lord of- you read Lord of the Rings like if the Elfish comes up you don't know what the fuck it means. But there's people that study it so they probably do. But just es- a wild dude, especially back then because it was almost kind of like for what for what yeah back <laughs> like what like how is that making you money like just he just loved words that's what it was he's a professor who just really loved words because i mean like uh, okay so i didn't know he was a professor because it's like professor Tolkien. well i mean uh, i opened the episode yeah well he's really a professor he was uh not linguistics i forget it starts with a p uh photo picture pot up something some kind of word whatever it means like somebody who like studies languages and stuff i think is what he was i mean well that makes a lot of sense yeah I don't know how many languages he spoke, but he just loved, like, the root words, languages, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, like, writing was just a hobby, and he didn't even think he was good at it until, finally, Lord of the Rings got picked up. So, before that, like, even, I guess, The Hobbit, I don't know how popular it was, but he didn't think he was a good writer. And I was like, man, if you're a bad writer, what am I? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll dedicate, after I do some further studying and not just ramble like an asshole, we could do, like, an episode dedicated on different ways of coming about stories and stuff. You know, based on Tolkien's style, like not necessarily based on the style, but just based on how he went about it. It's like, I'm sure it'd be very interesting to find out how other authors came up with like original takes on writing a story because we just think, oh, you just write your imagination and you just drop it. 
you know, not everybody does that. People think differently, so maybe you uh, you write a story based on the elements and how they affect the world, and you, know, you have to know the chemistry of them. I don't know. You know all kinds of fun stuff. Not us. Maybe you. No. You're, you're Professor Spencer. Well, of course, but... Of course. Well, hey there. You are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Queensland Queefer Church. I think that's in Australia somewhere. I couldn't, I couldn't find a good spot on the map, so I just amused my mind. I think there's a Queensland. 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 This may be our last episode before we hit 100, because this is just a bullshit episode. Which neither of us are drunk for, so it's not really a DBS, yeah. is it? No, well, I mean, we don't have the... We're, we're kayfabe in here, you know, we could blend them in. They don't know that. Oh, like right. crocodiles, man. The chocolate crocodiles, you know. Uh, you just have to say something insensitive so that you can be like, no, I was drunk, I didn't mean to say it. Fucking hate them jerks down at the post office. Oh. The post office. I don't even go to the post office. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by DoorDash. You want your food to come at you fast? Don't get DoorDash. <laughs> Lost another one. So, Spencer, you're going to read The Stranger here soon, huh? Uh, Yeah, it, ap- it appears that way, yes. You excited? Eh, I mean... Nihilism. Yay. Yay. That's what I need right now. Because you just... Well, you didn't finish, but you're close to finishing something, aren't you? I'm like 50 pages in. That Yuki Mishima book? Yeah. Life for sale. What do you think of it? I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. He's like on his second client, I guess. Yeah. Which uh, is weird when you're going to die. A client hires you to use your life, I guess, what is any way they please. Yeah. Pretty much you're going to die, but then you live the first time, so try again. Yeah. It's a fun story, but I would just like to say, once you get done with this, don't ever think any other Yukio Mishima book you're going to read is going to be fun like that, because they're <laughs> no. not at all. Uh, it's the only thing I, I've i read of his that was, was like that. It was very out of pocket, but I liked it. I thought it was really cool. I'd probably be farther along, but I've been trying to just read it at home, and mm. I haven't wanted to take it into work. You don't want to see people uh, seeing you read fine Japanese literature? Well, no. I just, you, uh, whenever you gave it to me, you just asked to make sure and ch- ch- try not to get too much like shit and stuff on it you know oh, so he has like, a hard copy to get uh so uh you know that what happens a lot at work <laughs> just you know fair enough fair and it's kind of sometimes i'm just kind of like a hippopotamus that just whenever it's shit it spins its tail and just, oh, <laughs> that's nasty so that's why i said i figured i'd just try to um really good read most of it at, at, at home so that's the only reason why it's taking me a little bit longer i'll probably be at least halfway done with it by now yeah it's not a very long book like i said i'm i started the return of the king Lord of the Rings, but I just finished that Elric of Malibane, uh Fortress of the Pearl. Really good. Mm-hmm. Five out of five stuff. Man, is that a good... And I found out, because we discussed this on there, which nobody remembers, Um, where I said... Because the, I, we don't. I got a, the collection that has the books chronologically in order, yeah. but not the print order. Uh, He wrote that book when he was like 50. So it was like 1989, and the first one came out in like the 60s. Oh, wow. So remember when I said the jump from the first book to this book? I was like, that's like the writing style is like very improved and different, yeah. and like the tone's different. Well, that's why. It was like, 
there's a huge gap in between those books. Uh, so, but the next couple, I think, are going back early. Mm. So I'm I'm wondering how that's gonna go. But I'm gonna wait a little bit. I'm gonna read the Lord of the Rings, and then I think I'm gonna read uh later. Later, yeah, I'll read later. Uh, in the evening, tonight before I go to bed, <laughs> not the book later by Stephen King. Oh, I'll, I'll bring this up in a minute. No, I'll read later at some point by Stephen King. It's a fucking because you read their, your end of the bargain, the yeah. Yuki Mishima book. Actually, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back into Jerusalem. Oh yeah, why? Because I feel like I've upgraded my reading level again. Okay. Uh, so you I, might be able to get like another like once I finish this Oblivion. By David Foster Wallace, I'm definitely gonna level up another time. But I noticed just because when I was reading like that Arca Malibane and then uh going back in the Lord of the Rings, like my focus is way better in like just my comprehension of what I'm reading, uh just because jumping into who knew, the dense fantasy with all the names and all the weird spellings, like if you actually read that enough, you it changes how you read. And also I think I've just been reading a lot of literature lately, you know, like fine literature. Though the thing about that though is like the the big dense things that you're diving into now are things that you enjoy and like reading. True that, homie. So that's going to be very different when you go to Jerusalem and from what I've just heard from you guys talk about it, very kind of dry <sighs> and boring and long-winded. I was thinking of reading that Thomas Wolfe book, but I I don't know if I hit that level yet. Because that's not just complex writing, that's also boring. Like, the <laughs> combination might get me. Jerusalem, I mean, it has some fun parts. Don't get me wrong, it's just, goddamn, it's long. What can you tell me, this is what I'm going to bring up. What can you tell me about Bag of Bones by Stephen King? Uh, you don't need to give me a synopsis, just yeah. good or no good. Uh, Middle, middle of the road. Um, Ashley told me today, because he asked me if I've ever read it, and I didn't even know it was a Stephen King book because he just said the title, I think he might ask if you read it, but I, I didn't have an answer. Yeah. He said he did not finish it. He hated it. I was going to say, I know the, like, boring. that, like, uh, Tim from the comic book shop, he didn't like it either, he said. Is or it like, a newer or, book, or is it from the ni- 90s, right? Um, Probably, like, late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, I thought it was uh, okay. I mean, there was a time whenever I was, like, reading a whole bunch of Stephen King books, I was just kind of, like, going through one, putting it down, going to the next one. So you probably were getting burnt out anyway. A maybe. little bit, probably. They did make it into, like, a TV movie special. Yeah. But, yeah, that's why I said, like, probably, like, middle middle of the road. But, like, because I know a lot of people don't like uh, Dreamcatcher, mm. the movie or the book. You enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, I like, I even, like, I, 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 um. I didn't think the movie was that bad. Uh, yeah, and then I really, and I enjoyed the, the book whenever I got around to actually reading the book. I thought, like, with the things that it, you know, obviously that don't make it into the movie yeah. and stuff like that. I thought both of those was, you know, entertaining and, you know, and stuff like that. But, so, I mean, it, it's a matter of taste. It's, it's another one of those, you know, a writer who ghosts and, like, you know what I yeah. mean? So I could see, like, it's not a, uh, crazy original, but I thought, like, I, you know, I thought it had some good, you know, I mean, um, everybody knows I'm more of a king apologist than, you know, than Mo, so. Yeah, you'll, uh, you'll kind of, not necessarily defend his shortcomings, but you will, uh, let them slide yeah. past and just kind of overlook them, which is fine. I do that some of my favorite, like Yuki Mishima. I mean, I, I recommend him to all kinds of people, but then I'm sure a lot of people are like, this is boring as fuck. Why are <laughs> yeah. you making me read this? Like, well, yeah, that's fair enough. I get it. <laughs> but what uh, what brought that up? Why was he one? Did he just try he just, to read? He just it? texted me randomly about it. I think 
I can't remember if he asked if you. This was just earlier today, actually. If you read it or if he was asking if I read it. I was just wondering, like, if he just recently tried to start it, if it would just, uh, you know, like a while ago, he tried to start it. and He asked me, did Spencer read Bag of Bones? And I said, I don't know. What's that? Because I, I, yeah. I should have assumed it was Stephen King. It yeah. sounded like it, but I just never heard of that title. What, what, what else would what would Ashley be asking if I read? Like, we, we all know hey, my... You've been upgrading a little bit. Also, I started a Robert Frost poetry collection, and I did not realize that Robert Frost has so far not for me. No. Uh, which is weird because I posted some of his uh, more famous poems on the website, uh, you know, because you can do that when it's public domain, so old. But I uh, really enjoyed those, but mm-hmm. I, apparently those were the outliers because in this collection, which I'm like 15, 20 pages in already, it's just like a lot of weird narratives. They don't rhyme or anything. It's, it's like a story, but in poem form, but not like a poem you would think of, just like weird breaks i guess i don't know i just it's hard for me to follow along and uh i'm not a huge fan because i finished that irish poetry collection the other day and that was all right like that i like irish poetry a good bit um but the robert frost just so is this like the you know you said we post that stuff but like is other than that is this like the first time like read like reading reading him for you yeah I, well, i've never it's like you know everyone knows the raven by edgar Allan poe but yeah. what about some of his other lesser known poems it's like that kind of deal uh, I'm sure his more famous ones will pop up in here. Oh, I think it started off with The Mending Wall, which is, I like that poem. But, uh, yeah, like some of these poems are just like, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to be feeling here, but it ain't working. Uh, so I'm just going to keep plugging through because those are like those Barnes & Noble collections. They're real thin. Mm. Uh, and they're like five bucks or something. So picked up a couple of different ones of those. Uh, I'll work my way through that anyway and just say I read it. But not enlightening me. It's not making me a better poet by any means. And, uh yeah, not, ha- not having a good time at all. Not really. I sit in my re- fancy reading chair that costs $30 from the renovation station or one of those places. I don't think that's it, but one of those places, yeah. you know, hand-me-down shit. And you know what? It is what it is, man. I like to read a couple before I get into uh, reading my fine literature. Also, I uh, found the Dylan Thomas poetry collection in my book bag. It was really far tucked in there. <laughs> I forgot I had it. All the way in the bottom. And I read about half of it already uh, previously before I just lost it in that book bag. And I really enjoyed what I read from what I remember, but I read a handful of poems just yesterday, and I was like, I must have hit the murky middle. Maybe that's why I stopped reading it. I just not like what I'm reading now. Uh, And he's one of my favorite poets, so I don't know. Binge reading poetry, too, the way I am, it's probably not good. Like, I try to... Lately, just been like, I'll read one or two and then go read something else. Because, it's like, the Robert Frost, I they're really long poems, so I could only read one or two at a time. But, like, when I was reading that Irish poetry collection, I was reading, like, ten at a time. And I kind of feel like I was probably losing, you know, the feel. Like, because they're all different, but at the same time, it's like, how are you going to pull anything away when you read a whole bunch back to back to back? You know what you should do, since you have a couple of different poem books, you should just, like, read... Like one or two out of each, mm-hmm. like a de- uh, night or, or whatever you read, like you know what I mean. So that way you get like a little bit of variety, and like that way, then when you finish one, you get like four or five books out of the way. You're like, ah, yeah, all at once, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm gonna be hitting that here soon because uh, I'm reading a whole. I've been reading like four books at a time, so pretty <laughs> soon I'm just gonna finish them all. Well, I've been they've been kind of staggered, but I've been finishing a lot of things pretty close together. I think I'm averaging, if you count like the poetry stuff, like two books a week now. Uh, which is pretty good. 
I mean, well, you also got your. Uh, looks like you're getting through your. Um, I haven't read have this it, in a week. But I mean, like, it's still like you're over halfway. You're like in the last quarter almost of the it. middle of it. Yeah, that Hemingway book. Um, I had to take a break from that because he's like where I was. It's mostly about like war, yeah, Germany, uh, and uh, yeah. this is not the time where I want to be <laughs> yeah. recollecting on fucking Nazis and any or anything like that. Really, I think it was the wor- first World War. Actually, he's talking about which seems very similar to <laughs> where we're headed now. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, I don't want to read about it. I don't want to think about it. No, it just fucking sucks. So. uh yeah, I'm giving that a break for a little bit till some things blow over a little Ooh, more. Ooh, that's <laughs> bad phrasing. <laughs> writing wise, though, still good. Still writing every day. You hit a hot streak. You said you. Getting... Well, yeah, the um. Or is it just your two days off? Then? Yeah, my two days off prior to the recording of this episode. Uh, my almost was able to get a thousand words done within those two days, and. Uh, finished the chapter that I was working on, and then got got me up to somewhere around the four thousand four hundred mark, somewhere in there as like a t- as a total, you mm. know, so far. But what about today? Today I did not do anything before coming up here. Why? Because <coughs> I'm an asshole. So if it's not your day off, can't get any writing done. Is that what you're saying? It did the last couple of weeks it appears that way, but I'm hoping the the rest of this week though I should be able to because with us because uh, folks uh, you may not know this but we're recording a different day than we normally do so it's a secret I'm telling them that they don't need to know the behind the scenes stuff so uh, later in the week uh, the uh, at least the one more day should be opened up and then you know also like Friday and no we don't have anything planned on after Fridays anyway so. Probably, like, by the end of the week, I'll probably have another, like, 300 words done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, that's, I don't know how good a progress that is. I guess it's better than no progress. Yeah. I hit a very interesting point in my book today. I uh, was writing a scene and realized this would be better as text messages. And Mm. then I got to, I never wrote text messages. Like, the way I wrote it, I was like, okay, well... This will be, you know, one person on this side, one on this side. And it was only like a page and a half. But it was just really interesting because, like, you're spe- you know, thinking about the speech. Because at first I started, I was about to write it and I was like, oh, wait, 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 no. That's how I would write dialogue, but that's not how it would be in a text. You don't talk the way you write in a text. Um, how do I want to convey these people? Do I want them to see, like, the sound like the fucking idiots who, well, not, I'm not going to say idiots, but people to do shorthand, like, you is just you, the letter U, I, like, like, one would be just the... You know, just the number one instead yeah. of the word one, things like that. And then, you know, punctuation. I, I did, t- I left the punctuation out. So I was just trying to find like a way to, you know, emojis too. Like I draw some little emojis because. Yeah, because that's also very um, character building as well. Yeah. You get the different kind well, of. Well, it shows like- a different way cause, because we text so much now. Uh, that really shows you how people interact more yeah. than dialogue might even, like, you know, in modern cases. So seeing this couple text each other, that gives you a different feel for the relationship. So uh, I, I was playing with that. And I've seen in uh, books, um, none that I've actually bought or read, but I've seen scenes and books just flipping through in the bookstore that had like text and it was like actual, almost like a picture of text or something. Uh-huh. Like they, it wasn't just formatted to ha- be like the font. It was actual, like a, like a picture. Uh, I don't think I would want that in my book necessarily. I would like 
to do some wonky with the font font if they could, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not really worried about that. I just think uh, it's really interesting because I've never written text into a story. I'd be really interested to see what like our you know some of our listeners that are writers like if, if they do that because I we. I mean, I write modern fiction, but I've never really steered into the technological aspect for yeah. the most part. Uh, most of my stories, like, I don't even really have the cell phones, you know, prominent in them or anything, which was really confusing for me when I first went into this. I think we even had a discussion. Should I make this, like, in the 90s or yeah. something? Because the, adding the cell phone fucks up so much You're many right. scenes. I mean, besides the fact that the information, like, you know... The old, all the tropes of, you know, getting lost or not being able to contact somebody or getting a hold of something. Like, all that's like... Any episode of Seinfeld. Any episode of Seinfeld is uh, horse hockey. So, I had, like, I was thinking about that when we, when we discussed that. And then I was, uh, j- again, just the interact. I don't know if I was afraid or if I just didn't think I'd do a good job of just actually doing the interaction. And then how much do you want to, you know, dive into it? Like I said, I'm writing text out. Mm. Do you want to do that or do you just want to imply that they're, you know, oh, he texted her, but do you want to show it or not? That's the, that's the angle there. And then, uh, because I think I already fucked up at the early, cause these were my characters in the early twenties. So I already fucked up because I had like in one of the first scenes, like the girl just like called him or something and said, Hey, I'm coming over. And then I was thinking she wouldn't call him. No, the fuck she wouldn't. No, nobody calls anybody anymore. Old heads do. <laughs> These young folks ain't calling nobody. So I might have to retcon that. But uh, have you thought about doing that in your work at all? Just like, you know, is your story you're writing now current? Is it a modern story? No, it's actually, um, it's uh, like near future kind of. Thing. So the techno- technology might even be more advanced. So Yes, but in a way, like. I haven't had to do too much of with it yet, but like in my mind, I picture it as one of those like it's advanced, but in an advance of like if you look at like from like the nineties to like now, like there's been crazy leaps in technology, yeah. but things are also kind of like very much the same in like a lot of ways. Like you know, like there's not you know like flying cars, yeah. but like you know structures are kind of a little bit different because like you know what i mean the vehicles we do have would be like cooler yeah and just like you know what i mean and then obviously because like the thing that i'm writing about obviously like this huge company they have you know better technology where you know the other people got like you know like the the right you know what i mean and and stuff like that so are you implementing like communication device like cell phones or uh not yet but like I'm getting to the point to where the shit's about to hit the fan, and then sort of, and things are gonna go crazy. So like, I don't know if if I were that would probably be the way. I just I haven't decided if I was gonna have my character like interact or how we would interact with other people. You know what I mean? Yet I think it'd probably be beneficial for both of us if we wrote a couple flash fiction stories that were cell phone heavy. Oh, if just a text message in general. Text, well, yeah, saying, just like, like a text message, like a flash fiction. Well, of all a, the scenes, like, have an actual story set, you know. The the story itself, just for that writing exercise, really doesn't matter too much. Just say it's a couple people going out at night on town. Pandemic, no pandemic, man. whatever. But have that cell phone prominent the whole time. So what are they doing in the back of the Uber? Cell phone, probably playing on their phone, not talking to each other, really. Uh, Obviously, the texting each other. Um, looking up random shit. uh, What would be interesting is to do like that, but like 
have because like i think this is like a you know a thing goes do you you know how they have the group text like you know yeah. say they'd be in the uber they're not talking they're all texting each other in a group yeah. text because they don't want to talk where you know anybody else is there or, or you know whatever mm-hmm. um so it almost kind of be like you would have the story but you almost you get like these characters not in a monologue because it'd be them talking but that's how you get what they're yeah. feeling and thinking is through the you know the group text message and then you could do that stupid thing where uh girls use like snapchat to send video clips to each other of them talking about whatever topic mm. they're talking about uh but they use like a funny voice filter or something stupid for no reason and then it's just like that's how they communicate which is very bizarre like, i think it's very strange like sending video clips to each other and that's how you're telling these stories um seems very in- like impersonal in a way i don't know but just things like that adding to the story. And then even you can look into, like, the kids or, like, where it's hard to do it is to tell the story where cell phones and things like that are so prominent, like the modern technology, but not make that the theme. Like, oh, people uh. are so, like, you're not, you're, it's not a commentary on people being addicted to smartphones and internet and stuff. It's not a commentary on anything like that. It's just, you know, the story takes place in this setting. So, it would be like in the 30s, somebody on the train read a newspaper. Well, now they're just reading an article on their phone. You have to be very subtle with it. You know what would be an, maybe an, uh, an easier or, like, or maybe like an, an interesting take on that? Instead of being text on, uh, you know, on the phone, what about if it's like uh, a message board on like and like on a... Like on like a Warcraft kind of game, yeah. So you're telling this, or like story. a Twitch stream or something, yeah, or just I mean, like, so you got this this story that they're also doing, but you also got the people playing this story, their like commentary, and that's like uh, you know, we always talk about on the Dead Robots Society, uh, uh, writing those like lit RPGs, yeah, and like, like that what? just makes no sense to me <laughs> at Sounds all. Sounds very hard. Like that, I don't. That's something I wouldn't want to. I don't even think I would want to read that. No, I don't know. I would have to see how it is. I don't see. I'm just very hesitant to jump into that because I know a lot of indie authors and stuff uh, personally who they just make sure all their stories are set before cell phones. That's the yeah. easiest way to get around it. But I, I do want to tell modern story, like the story I'm telling now. I want to tell the story has nothing to do with cell phones and technology, but it's just the time they're living in. It's mm-hmm. going to be prominent. Yeah, just, I don't fucking, it's weird. Because, like, we think, like, okay, like, The Hike by Drew McGarry. Do you, that was, like, a modern book, but do you really remember cell phones too much in that or anything like that? No. He did have him, but it wasn't really, like, prominent in any way. Well, because that's, uh, you know, 10 or 15 pages in, he starts going, going into in, weird world, yeah. Yeah, so, like, the phone wouldn't have, and then, you know, you know, once things happen to you there, you know what I mean? He probably didn't even have it. How but, does, like, Stephen King handle that kind of stuff? Like in his modern stories, or does he not write stories set in modern times? No, no, they're pretty modern. Um, he probably either would have just uh, you know, there's always maybe like like interference, uh, or just you know, uh, dead, or just um, maybe they're not working. Um, what I always thought was really scary, and I take this from real life, uh, like people getting attacked by bears and stuff and they're calling for help. Yeah. Is not the interference, not the phone's dead, not any of that. The phone's working. They get in contact with somebody, but the murderer gets them anyway while they're on the line. Like, yeah. I always thought that was more scary because it's almost like it gives you a false sense of safety. It's like, oh, my God, I got to hold a 911. Yeah. I'll, I'll be okay now, but then you still get it. Like, yeah. 
Like, because I use like the bear attack because there's a couple instances where people were calling for help because they're a bear's chasing them or something crazy and it, it gets them. It's a fucking bear. Yeah. And then it's just like, ah, oh, damn, like we got him on recording getting mauled. Like, that's horrifying. Yeah. So, like, you know, you got a serial killer coming for you, hiding in a closet, and you're texting for help and stuff. And it's like, oh, all right, we got you. We're coming. But then, they, you know, it's too late. You know, a movie that did a real good thing like that, I'm going to spoil the shit out of it because it's, it, it, it's pretty old. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds movie. And he played, he was like, he was in the, uh, you know, he's in the army somewhere and he got kidnapped. And I'm the one where he's buried alive. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. And he's talking to him and like, they're like, oh, we think we found it. You found, and like, they don't, right. yeah. they don't find him. And he fucking dies. Horrifying. Like, yeah. I never watched that movie, but I've, I've, I know the premise and I've seen scenes from it. Like, this would be so fucked up. Like, that's, that's such a horrifying thing because it's like, they know you need help. Yeah. Like, the people that you want to help you know you need help, but you're they talking can't. to them. Like, ta- they're looking for you. You just have to hold on. But how long can you hold on? Like, that's a, that'd be fun to write a story like that, I think. But yeah, like the whole cell phones, I don't know. The next easiest way is to write older characters they don't use cell phones that don't much. like using them gun fangled things or don't use them the right you know the right way yeah because <laughs> like, you don't call people you text them for no reason even if it's you know something they could easily be solved over a call uh you text them a bunch of nonsense and fight back and forth over it you know what i'm surprised nobody's ever done is just create like an alternate uh history like you like story and like have other stories placed in it with just like Cell phone advancement is very low. Like, you know what I mean? I always thought it'd be cool to tell a story where Tesla did get his free energy idea working. Like, the government didn't shut him down. Because his idea was to take energy from the sky. Because there's energy all around us. Like, there's electricity all around us. He harnessed that electricity. And then that is what powers the world. But the problem is, if he did that, you couldn't have cell phones because, like, the interference, mm. like, the it would fuck up. I don't even think you have satellites. Like, there would be too much interference, like, too much electricity in there, all kinds of shit. It's been a long time since I read that, but, like, could you imagine that? Because we wouldn't even known. Like, cell phones would have been an idea because it would have been like, oh, we can't invent that because, you know, how our world works yeah. couldn't be a cell phone. Like, there's no radio. There's no Wi-Fi. I would assume, I don't know if radio would still even work. I'm not sure. But uh, I think that would be really fun uh, to do a world like that where and you have like, this be- crazy technology, but then you can't have all the other stuff. Which would be which would be interesting because you have all this extra electricity and power. You can't use it. But like the the most of the stuff that you'd want to use it for, you wouldn't have. Or you'd have to come up with new technology. Like what would a cell phone be like then yeah. if it was, you know, it couldn't run off of fucking towers. Like it'd be weird. I don't know. I don't know, man. But that's our big technology episode. Oh, is this what this episode was about? Not at all. I didn't have a plan for this episode. We're just rambling. But I do want to end it because I'm hungry. <laughs> so, Caleb is, needs his meats. This has been the Drunk Pen Writing Podcast. You can follow us on drunkpenwriting.com. You can go to Twitter at Drunk Pen Writing. You can go to Instagram and Facebook at Drunk Pen Writing. And then you can enjoy all our work. And then you can like and subscribe on YouTube if you really want to. And then you can go to Spencer's OnlyFans at the Queensland Queefer Church. Whoo! I never ever did the outro that fast. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't even know on playback if that'll be if you can even hear that. But I don't care. Next episode might be our hundredth episode, so stick around. We do got to come up with new music, uh, but that can wait till next time. See you later.